It's the PHNX Coyote Show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet to get $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. Welcome to the first ever PHNX Coyotes podcast. I'm Leah Merrill. I'm here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. This is a, a new day for all of us here. You look familiar. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it's exciting to be live, Craig. Kind of. I'm not sure about this close to you. It if is that's good or, or bad. But so I, we ha- we obviously have positioned this for I a know. reason, Leah, between the two of us to keep us apart. So I'm, I'm like the referee of yeah, this. Yeah, Leah will be driving game. the bus. Yeah. We want to make that clear as well because <laughs> I will try well, to be gracious, Craig. All of our listeners already know how we can get off track a bit. Exactly. So well, for those of us who don't know, what are what are we doing here, Craig? Well, we're going to talk Coyotes five days a week. We're going to talk NHL. We're going to talk ASU hockey. We have a lot of plans. Um, I, I want to dive into just about every angle we can with the Coyotes. We all know it's a rebuild. Uh, you saw the title just getting started. That applies to us, and it applies to the Coyotes because they have a lot of draft picks, a lot of draft assets, and they're they're really starting from ground zero just like we are right now. So we're going to... Like I said, we're going to talk Coyotes five days a week. And, you know, when you, when you look at PHNX, it's something different for the hockey fans. And I know, you know, clearly I'm a hockey fan first. I've worked in the game for a long time. I worked in the, the Coyotes locker room for 23 years as a video coach. So I hope to bring that perspective of what players and coaches and management, what they're thinking, what's going on inside the room. I hope to bring that to the show. But ultimately, it's let's talk hockey. And, and we all know because we love the sport. It's hard to find content here in the Valley. I mean, we know who we are. Our hockey fans are, are, are rabid fans for their mm-hmm. sport. They believe in it. They follow it. It's just hard to find the content. We live in the middle of the desert. So I, I'm excited for PHNX to be able to bring that content to the fans that desperately deserve that kind of content. And I think we can all agree that Craig has been the backbone of Coyotes coverage here. So <laughs> yeah, let's He's get this out of the way. Here, for, the no, way. literally, okay. let's get it out of the yeah, way first. So, uh, yeah, Craig, let's go Craig. ahead and introduce who we are and what brought us here today. Craig, you can start. <sighs> I've covered the Coyotes for a very long time. It's only an um, hour show, Craig. Okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, since they arrived in the Valley, I had a little hiatus when I was uh, an editor for a newspaper, but I've basically covered the Coyotes since since they've been here. And, and Petey was there from year two uh, as, as the video coach, so he's been with around the team obviously just as long as I have um what we're what what I'm bringing to this I I mean I'm bringing the same things that I've done before from a a written content standpoint in-depth features long uh, long long-form stuff where where I really dive into a player's past a lot of analysis a lot of reporting hopefully breaking some news because we all like to break news but and as I mentioned in, in our earlier show on the first PHNX show today I really miss collaborating with people and that's as big a reason as any why I took this. That and the, the chance to build this community of, of Coyotes fans uh, to an even greater number than it is now. It's really cool to be doing this with the two of you guys, just talking Coyotes oh, five days a week. That's, honestly, it's that's kind. That's, it is. So nice. it's, it's true. It's, I miss this stuff. Yeah. I, was in a, I was in a silo for like the past yeah. 14 months. And look, I know everybody suffered through COVID. Uh, and I'm not saying I had it bad. But professionally, the, I missed a lot of the stuff that, comes with working for an outlet and when you look at what we're trying to do here it really is content and coverage of the coyotes like the valley has never seen before we're taking it to a different level a level that i think the fan base has deserved for so long they're finally going to get it yeah and i think the people that have followed your podcast that i was lucky enough to join on for the last year i think they the know what, i know fantastic <laughs> I, I think the people know what you bring and, and what your background is and all of those things. But I, I think it's important to tell, you know, the people that, that, that sign in to, to PHNX that there is a lot of free content here. Like mm-hmm. it's, I, I appreciate all the stuff you do, Craig. And if you want those insights that you get through the paywall to sign up to see what Craig writes, it's fantastic content. But a lot of the stuff we do here at PHNX is free content. Our live coyote shows that we're going to have post game are free. Our podcasts are free. Jump on and talk about hockey. And it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, one thing that this offers us different than the podcast is we get that immediate connection with the fans. And I want the fans to understand that's what this is first. This is the collaboration of hockey fans talking about their team. Um, you know, you, you've read in the paper what's going on with this team and the, the rebuild. Paper? And, yeah, paper. I, okay. Come on, look at <laughs> you. Digital, but <laughs> Who's the old guy so in this every, room? I know, clearly. <laughs> wow. It's all I know. about digital now. Come this on. is awful. So 
but we've seen where this team is going and, and we've talked about the rebuild and we're going to talk about the rebuild a lot on this show and we're going to feel the pain right along with the fans and we're going to celebrate the wins you know there's going to be a mm. lot of good stories to talk about but let's talk about it in here and I think that's what this forum is about it's about talking hockey with hockey fans and it's all there for us and it's finally a place to go hey let's hang out and talk about the hockey game and PD what's your background what do you have well, you to know contribute what? it's to funny I, I feel like a desert guy now I, but I'm a Minnesota kid my dad was a college hockey coach I grew up with the game followed the game played the game um, and luckily landed here in the desert worked with the Coyotes the video coach like I said for 23 years I had six different head coaches I don't know, five or six or seven managers I don't know how many owners that I've been through um, and finally I get to be on the other side it's honestly this is exciting and kind of an adventure it's hard not being you know, we, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but development camp starts today. And those are long, hard days for the people that work inside mm -hmm. the room. Um, this is a different perspective. It's people work long and hard here too. It's just a little bit different vibe. And I will say this about PHNX. This is casual and it's cool. Like Craig and I are overdressed here. Like <laughs> we're wearing pants oh, and, and, okay. and golf shirts. Like we got to dial it back a little bit and we will throughout the show. But the other thing, and I keep talking about what goes on here at PHNX, is the collaboration of other sports. And I think for hockey fans, we're going to build some new fans. They're going to, people are going to come to PHNX to listen to Suns or Cardinals or U of A or ASU or Diamondback chat. And they're going to say, hey, let's check out the hockey talk. So I think it's going to get an opportunity to get more fans into the game and see what's really going on here with the hockey community in, in Arizona. Yeah. And speaking of fans, everyone might be wondering... Who the heck is this yeah. girl in the middle? Um, so my name's Leah. Um, I was born in Toronto. So right there, that's, street cred. Yeah, that's yeah. really all you need to know about how I became a hockey fan. Moved to Arizona when I was nine and was in Gila River Arena right away. Before it was Gila River Arena, before Westgate was a thing, I looked out onto the dirt lot. <laughs> so it's been many, many years um, of being a Coyotes fan, of being a hockey fan, studied journalism for that reason because I was passionate about hockey and wanted to cover that. And in college, I worked for the U of A hockey team, Bear Down, and uh, I worked for the Tucson Roadrunners as well. So really excited to be here with both of you. I've been following following Craig's work for a long time. Petey, I didn't know who the heck you were until yeah, I know. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, I owe it all to Craig, yeah, by the way. But uh, super, super excited to be here. Um, hosting the show so and Lee I think what you would you do and what you bring to this panel everybody's got a different perspective and that's why we're here vanity <laughs> okay and, and you're the fan I mean you're the fan you know Craig's the insider and I may be the hockey guy you're the fan so I think you're going to be able to interact and you're going to be able to connect with the people and I think they're going to gravitate to what your thoughts are and, and I think we'll we'll help pitch in but you're going to drive the show and just wait, you'll be the fan. It won't take long to well, get over. Good Craig. thing That's we have the, the cowbell here. If I need to, I know, you know, the yes, but, but thank you I for know. pointing that out. <laughs> Everybody who followed us at the Natty Hattie knows the role of the cowbell. I'm a, a born and bred Chicagoan and let's just say I'm not a big fan of the current GM. That's why the cowbell is here. Maybe we should get we his could, face right on it, actually. Yeah, but it could so. be multi-use. If I need you both to stop talking, I'll just grab it and ring it. <laughs> I thought you were going to get the sign to oh, Or like, the quiet, quiet please, please yeah, from the golf. Better. Yeah, let, let us know which one you prefer. Yeah, I, like, I like that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but, you know, that's not, you know, the launch of PHNX, the launch of our show today, it's not the only thing that's going on today. Sports betting is officially live here in mm. Arizona. Um, that's new for all of us here. And... We are, this show today is brought to everyone by DraftKings Sportsbook. So super stoked about that. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And it's live in Arizona with mobile sports betting just in time for football, which also starts today. So it's a big day in Arizona sports. Um, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. So if you bet just $1 on any football game this weekend, you'll receive a $200 in free bets instantly no matter what might be an offer worth looking into. Yep. Fantastic. Free money. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Dollar. Yeah. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code PHNX to receive $200 in free bets when you place just a dollar bet on any week one game. So that's promo code PHNX to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 and over, Arizona only. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Eligibility restrictions apply. Maximum $50 wager. One per customer. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And so we got a bunch of new stuff today. So we got PHNX, new. Sports gaming, new. And out in the West Valley today, the, uh, the Coyotes Prospects yep. Camp starts today. What? Everything today. Everything I today. I didn't know where he was leading. <laughs> no, I don't. See how about that segue? I watch <laughs> Espo's show. Espo's got that segue thing down. I'm working on yeah, it. But, but that's, that's where that we're great. at today. We got <laughs> Guys are hitting the ice. Today. It's hard to yeah. talk about the ice when it's 105 out. Oh, man. And, and I tell you what, it's, it's interesting, though, because the prospect kids hit the ice today. And a lot of these players, it's their first time in the Valley. And seriously, this is... One of the first speeches a player gets when he comes to development camp, main camp, or joins the team is what the climate is like here in the desert. Our medical team, our, sorry, that's (laughs) not the last time that's going to happen. Their medical team is going to talk about hydration. They're going to talk about water because where these kids are training during the summertime, they're up in Canada, they're in, you know, the the northeastern United States. Temperatures have dropped. It's not 105. So it's, it's going to be important that these kids, for their first day, they're going to talk about hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So it's an exciting day for these, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids coming into the Valley and hitting the ice as a, as, as a member of this prospect group for the first time. Yeah, and it, there, there are some exciting names. Obviously, Josh Doan is one of the guys on that list. Matthias Michelli is here. Dylan Gunther is here. There are a number of names that are part of the Coyotes' future, and that, that list of names is obviously going to swell in the future when... Maybe they make eight selections in the first two rounds of next year's draft. But it's uh, it's it's exciting for fans to get their first taste of these guys. And obviously the rookie tournament's coming next week. So a lot of chances to see the future of the Coyotes. And really that's what it's all about for the Coyotes right now. That's what we're going to be talking about all season long is building toward a future because they are clearly rebuilding and they've cle- clearly stripped down this roster to acquire draft assets, draft assets to try and, and get the type of elite players that can drive this team to greater heights than they've ever seen. One thing I wanted to ask you, and, you know, I've heard GMs talk about this, head coaches, but, you know, they do the media interviews, we get a couple answers. What do you think is the value of a camp like this, both for the players and then for the organization? You know, development camp's an interesting time for players, and I think the most important thing for the player and for the organization is just to get a comfort level so they can come into the city, they can meet, the training staff, they can meet the equipment staff, they get a tour of the building, they get comfortable with the city. Because if you start off at main camp day one is this is your first experience in an NHL building with an NHL staff, it can be overwhelming. So I think for development camp, the most important thing they tell these guys today is ask questions because there's a lot of lot of knowledge in that room, not just the coaching staff, but, you know, like equipment manager like Stan Wilson, who's got so much information and valuable things that can help a kid progress his career and the main thing for these kids right now is listen listen to what everybody can offer you on the ice you know it's hard for a coaching staff to instill systems or or yeah. put pairs together or lines together they're here for nine days like it, it's it's impossible so what you're looking for from these kids is their work ethic on and off the ice um are they showing up to things on time and you you can get a black mark in a hurry if you're late to something. Mm. So which again, in that opening speech, it's be on time. Um, but really show your work ethic and how serious you're taking this because there are guys right now that we don't know on that list that are going to propel themselves into at least main camp and have a, a role there like, gosh, we didn't know this kid. We weren't talking about this kid a week ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and ultimately the goal is to make the, the NHL club. That takes time. You know, and, and again, we talk about Doan and having a Doan name is going to gravitate media and the outside onlookers. The kid can play. I mean, the kid's a hockey player. And I think if you get a chance, you know, go to the, the Coyote website, and I'm sure Craig will write about it because he writes about everything. So wow. when to be where at these games. But go take a look at the kid because he's not his dad. Like his dad is a bull in a china shop. That's how he played. Yeah, Josh is uh, as a cerebral, smart hockey player. He was a little slight of stature in his younger career, so he needed to learn how to develop differently than his dad. He needed to get to the scoring areas by being smart. Uh, Skill level's high. He's good around the net, and he can score, but he's not that guy that's going to bully over like his dad did. Um, He's going to have to find a way to be a little bit smarter and get to the right areas with finesse and skill. When these guys 
aside from the stuff that they'll do around the arena with the trainers and on the ice, how much time do they get to just bond away from the arena? I think that's important, and I, and I don't know this specific camp what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they always try to organize events, whether it's at a, a top golf type thing or, or different dinners. Incredibly important. And you'll hear that through all of the platforms here at PHNX. When you talk about winning and, and getting a group together, it's those groups and those teams that get together. And I think when you look at what's going to go happen with the Coyotes organization over the next several years, you're looking at a youth movement. You're looking at, at guys that they're hoping find themselves between 19 and 23. They get this connection and they carry it for the next several years yeah. so that when they come out at the other end, it's a really tight group. And I think that's incredibly important. And they'll build friendships today. They, not all these guys are going to be in main camp. They're, they're realistic. Yep. They're not. But it gives them a chance to go, okay, I was here. I made friends. I have contacts. And now let's see where this takes me in my career. And I just want to say, you know, speaking of creating a family, that's kind of what we're doing here at PHNX as well. And you can do that um, by becoming a member. So if you sign up for a membership at gophnx.com, if you could do a year subscription, you get – um, a t-shirt with that. I don't know if you've been able to check out yet our Coyotes logo on the shirt. By the way, as you're like going, hotcakes. blowing up. Top selling yep. shirt so the Coyote far. Coyote mm-hmm. shirt. So thank you. Way to go hockey fans. Yeah. yeah. PHNX. We have an internal competition going yeah. here. Yeah, we, we, we do. So please. Talk smack <laughs> Click on the merch link. Check it out. The Coyotes t-shirt. Yes. So um, becoming a member, you'll get all the um, written content, which as you know, Craig will be Pumping out a lot of amazing, amazing content. He'll be at development camp today. Um, Check out our merch, like I said, at phnxlocker.com. And you'll get access to the members-only Discord as well. So um, you can hop in there. We'll reply to you. So you can chat with the three of us right away like that. And if you want to support us, you can get your first month um, as a member just 50 cents to try it out. So. Just in case you're not sure about Just, us. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're if you're sitting here like, what is who yeah, are these guys? Who are these guys? <laughs> but um, anyway, so Craig, you're gonna be at development camp today. What kinds of things are you going to be looking out for? I'm just, just gonna try and get a sense of the players, different styles and skills. That's that's really all I'm looking for. Like like Petey said, it this is really more like orientation and setting setting the culture of the coyotes. So the the players are trying to orient themselves to the team and the team is trying to impart the culture upon them. But I'm just trying to get a sense of these players. Just I just want to watch, zero in on a few of them, just to get a sense of who they are as players, and and hopefully you know get a chance to interview several of them to get a feel for them as people as well. Do you get access today, coaches, uh, players? I can't remember what it said about. I think there's player access. Yeah. Nice. So first time in a year. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, unless you. Oh, geez. What's that? Have player that? access, like live face-to-face yeah, yeah, player well, access. We, yeah, we're we're gonna have to wear masks because they're gonna. But be you haven't since this. March. Well, yeah, there were the informal skates up at uh, the ice den where yeah. you, you get a chance to, to chat with some guys. But yeah, this has been a long time. In terms of formally organized by the team, yeah, this is the first time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look for that to come, though. And we talked about development camp, the, the tournament next week. Yeah. Hosted in Valley. We'll spend a whole show talking about what's going on at that tournament. I tell you what, for we're going to highlight some of the other teams. There's some really good hockey players that have played in the NHL already in some of these other organizations that are coming to the Valley. And you can go watch them for 10 bucks and real intimate setting over at the ice den in Scottsdale. If you're a hockey fan and you get a chance, there's going to be some really good hockey here. So make sure you check it out. Follow Craig and read his columns, and he'll tell you all about it's it. Really but selling this, isn't I know. Hey, I know. And follow PD too. He's officially oh, yeah. he's I'm officially on Twitter. on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. He's blowing up. Have you guys seen his Twitter handle? Our old podcast guys. I had two followers. Dude, on why don't you tell Petey, Why don't you tell all of our listeners what it's, your Twitter handle is? It's at S Peters Hockey. There it is. So <laughs> and I didn't know that was called along. a handle until I think Tuesday. I don't think you knew how to tag someone in a tweet oh, until I still, last. Night. I still don't. So if I don't respond right away. <laughs> I'm working. He's on doing it. a great he's work doing in a progress. Great job. Liam, what's your Twitter handle, by the way? My Twitter is at Liam Merrill. Um, you can find me there, and you can find me on our uh, at PHNX underscore Coyotes official Twitter account of this podcast. Craig, they already follow you. <laughs> and they do. If you're a hockey fan of the Valley, you follow Craig. It's just what I you do. Lo- I loved uh, teasing this whole launch. Everyone was convinced of a of a chicken trade. I know. It's you, the, like the that, conspiracies that were if, out there were hilarious. As if Craig would tease a chicken right. trade with a countdown. That, that was yeah. that was yes. some good I'm guessing. Gonna, there. I'm gonna hold on to this news until I'm good and ready to release. <laughs> yeah, it. that was funny reading the conspiracies yeah. under under your account. Back on the rookie tournament, it's a really good point, and we will dive into that more, but. There's going to be a terrific amount of talent. Uh, you know, I talked to a, a couple of GMs about this. 
it's a great scouting opportunity. So they're going to, and there are a ton of scouts that live in the Valley, as, as you know, already, they're going to be like 30 some scouts at these games. They're going to be a, a collection of GMs or executives at these games. And there's a ton of talent on the ice. Uh, all the Coyotes games, in case you guys don't know, are going to be at Gila River Arena, but the games between the other teams are going to be over at the Ice 10 in Scottsdale. So maybe you can shuttle back and forth between them. It's, it's a really cool tournament and one that was a long time in the making. Yeah. As, as you remember, um, they used to play those series yeah, against the Kings, it, right? It was a two-game series with the Kings. They and get it was, beat up. Somebody yeah, would get injured. Yeah, somebody bring a tough guy, and then you go, gosh, do we have a tough guy signed? And right? It was just a mess. And now this is different. This is you're going to see the best of the best of all well, like these Like Travis City, right? The, the, yeah, like Travis the value City. value of that, right? So the, you get to see a bunch of different teams. It's better for the scouts. It's better for the GMs. Honestly, it's better for the players. They, they want to play games. Like, you don't want to practice for a week. You want to play. Like, play. And that's where you're going to get to see where these kids – can actually play and what kind of talent they have. Are there is there anybody going to either the development camp this week, the rookie camp next week that you could see making this uh, opening night Coyotes roster? Hmm. Honest answer, I, probably not. Yeah, I, and, and, and you know, once in a while you'll talk about a draft pick. Like when Barrett Hayton came to his first camp, there was a maybe, um, but most of these kids they're going back to their junior teams or you know Josh Stone's going to ASU. They're not going to be here that long. I mean, yeah. this is just their first taste of the, the NHL atmosphere as opposed to, hey, I'm trying to make the team. Yeah. And I, I also wonder, you know, given what's going to be going on with the NHL club this year, if they would even want these guys in this sort of environment. It's going to be a tough environment. Granted, they, they brought in some guys who are really good leaders, really good pros uh, that, that can maybe shepherd them through the process. But it, it's such a tough situation to be losing night after night. I don't know that you want your young players learning in that culture when they could be like you said, back in juniors or, or maybe with some of them down in Tucson, playing together, learning each other's games, developing that camaraderie, that bond, and probably having some success, at least, down in Tucson that they're not going to enjoy at this level. And I think that's something that this podcast will address and this show will address. We'll talk about the Roadrunners and what that future could be down there. And I think you're going to see some really good hockey. You know, Jay Verde's back coaching that mm -hmm. club. He's good at development. We're going to have, you know, I don't know where Barrett Hayton ends up, but he might be there. You're going to see some... It's going to be a pretty good hockey team down there. And I think what you what you look for in a club that's rebuilding, and there's no secret that's what's happening here with the Coyotes, you're going to look for their American League team to try to win because you want to have – you don't want to build losers. And losing is contagious, and if you lose night after night, it gets easier to lose. So you want that American League team to taste success. You want them to win, and you want them to be competitive. So I would look for that team to be really exciting. And I think what they want to do is build that young group together in the American League, grow, get experience, win, develop. So when they're ready here with the Arizona Coyotes to be the team that, that they, they hope to be in the future, that now these guys have had success. Tampa did it. Yep. Tampa won in the American League at the American League level, and they pulled those guys up to the National League level, and they won a cup. That's the model here. That's what they want to do. And the fans in Tucson are fantastic, too. Shout out Tucson. Anybody listening from Tucson, I spend a lot of time at that arena down there. So it's a great place. Yeah, I hope to get down there, actually, because I think there are a lot of worthy stories to write in Tucson this season with all those. You haven't been down to the TCC? No, I've been down. Yeah, I've been down several times. I'm Check just it. saying this season might be a, a, a season where I head down more than usual sure. because, let's be honest, the, the games up here aren't going to mean as much as they do on, in other seasons. Fair enough. And speaking of just... The projection for this Coyote season, I, you know, we talked about the DraftKings Sportsbook app earlier. I downloaded it yesterday. First of all, super easy setup, super easy to download. I've never done anything like this before. The interface is amazing, so easy. I really can't wait to like get started. There's some cool bets on there already. Um, I checked the futures odds for all of the teams in the NHL. Uh -oh. Do you have any guesses what the Coyotes' oh, no. um, odds to win the Cup are at this moment on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? What's, what's the infinity symbol? Not good. <laughs> it is plus twenty thousand. Um, is there anyone lower? No, but there are other teams with those odds too. Okay, Buffalo. Bu Buffalo is one. <laughs> so that brings us to a point. Some of the things we're going to talk about in the show, like we, you'd be naive to think that we're not going to talk about sports, sports gaming here. It's part of the the sports culture of Arizona now. We're not going to be pumping bets down your throat, but when we have things that we know, we're going to tell you. Because it's fun and it's exciting. I wouldn't take the Coyotes to win the Cup this year. I'd probably pass on that one. 
Yeah, in, in spite probably of the odds. If you yeah. bet 100, you can get 20,000. I know, I'd still <laughs> probably hold off on that one. It's funny because this the, the DraftKings Sportsbook app at our house was a hot topic this morning before I came in. And my wife, Heidi, is a huge sports fan. Really? Okay. Huge. She's, She's probably better? probably a bigger sports fan than I am. Like, she got me into baseball. She's a huge Kansas City Royal fan and Kansas City Chief fan. We'll work on that. But her view of betting and how she picks her teams is much different. I always tell her, don't bet with your heart, bet with your head. Unfortunately, it's always her favorite team, her favorite city. She drafted a fantasy football league team by which player was better looking, which city they came from that she had been to. Oh, I really like that city. And I had my manual, my book, my highlighters, my pens. I didn't make the playoffs. She won the league. <laughs> so clearly, I will be taking my sports gaming advice from That's her a great story. So, true. so when your picks don't hit, story. we know who to blame. 100%. True. Yeah, well, I, don't overthink it. Go with your heart sometimes. That's what we're doing this weekend. Like, we're ready. We're dialed in. We got Iowa, Iowa State Saturday. We're ready to go. Well, I think the Coyotes' odds are looking a little bit better for drafting first overall, possibly in either 2022 or 2023. And that would be incredible if that happened because the next two projected number one picks are generational talent. Uh, Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. Yeah, and as we both know, this team, well, arguably never, but hasn't had a, a, a true number one center since Jeremy Roenick left town 20 years ago. There have been a lot of attempts. They, they hoped to get Connor McDavid. They hoped to get Austin Matthews, but that didn't happen. Um, and listen, I, I, I know you can win a number of ways in the NHL, but in my opinion, you're not winning cups if you don't have that guy at the top of the lineup. Everything filters down from that number one center, and you can you can get unrealistic about your team when when you view it through a, a fan's lens, and you you can like some other parts of the team, but if that guy's not at the top of the lineup, it's really tough. Now, there's no guarantee the Coyotes are going to get the number one overall pick. The good thing about next year's draft in particular is it's really deep. It was going to be deep anyway. It's a, a really talented draft, probably considered one of the three best of this millennium, but then when you when you look at the impact of COVID and some of those players that got overlooked that are going to get pushed into that draft – it's going to be really deep, and as we all know by now because we've been following the Coyotes, right now they have eight picks in the first two rounds. Three first-round picks, five second-round picks. If they actually execute all those picks, it would be an NHL record. Yeah, yeah. you can see all and, the and picks and on the screen. Honestly, right that's, they are on the screen. That, that is what this whole season is about, and I yeah. know I'm a sports fan. Ultimately, when you're a sports fan, you want your team to win. That's what it's about. I'm not sure that's going to happen this year with the Coyotes. I think what we're looking for as a Coyote fan is what we're talking about here. We're talking about draft picks. You're talking about the number one pick over the next two years. And we talk about Shane Wright in next year's draft. Both these guys are right-handed centermen. They're offensively gifted, talented. We talk about Connor Bedard two years from now. He's, yeah, the great one, the next one, the new one. Yeah. He's next. Like, he's the generational talent. Shane Wright? outstanding hockey player is going to help somebody right away. Connor Bedard is a generational player, and that's a two-year wait for him. Um, but Coyote fans, as the season progresses and might lose a few games, take a deep breath and just say, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. Get that <laughs> zen going. Because honestly, that's what you have to look forward to. You have to look forward to the draft. But what happens over and over and over again, and we talked about this on the podcast is if you're going to rebuild, make it painful and rebuild. Yes. And what this organization has tended to do over the last 20 years is start a rebuild. You get rid of Kachuk, Ronak, Tockett, Teppo Newman, and, and you start over. Then either management, coaches, or ownership changes, and then the philosophy changes. And now it's no longer about rebuilding. Now it's, gosh, let's win. Or you get a little close to the playoffs, and you go, let's add a guy at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do it, rip the Band-Aid off, and do it. Amen. Because I think when you look at some of these other teams that had these multiple draft picks, they had success three, four years down the road. By no means am I saying let's plan the parade right now down Van Buren. I'm not quite ready to do that, but this is the first step to having that type of success. Yeah, and the point there is you don't need just the elite players. You do need those elite players, those game changers at the top of your lineup, but you need to stay committed to that rebuild long enough 
to get the depth players as well. You don't win in this league with two lines. You need to build your depth. And, and like you said, too often they've abandoned ship or they've they've changed course midstream, whatever whichever metaphor you want to use. They go out and get Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall to add to a team that really wasn't ready to do anything other than contend for a playoff spot. Now, you can look at that season and say, well, they were in first place at the time, playing really well. Maybe maybe they were thinking, okay. But again, going back to the, the center position, it wasn't going to happen for this team. They just didn't have the pieces to do much. So you got to stay committed to it. Yeah, and make, make no mistake. You can look at drafting well and drafting high, and there is no guarantee for success. And the Edmonton Oilers have that game plan where they had four Buffalo out Sabres of six too. number ones, Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. You get those high draft picks, and unless you surround them with the right cast of players and the right atmosphere and the right coach, you still don't win. Yeah. So what Bill Armstrong has done is exactly what he's been mandated to do right now. And to get first-round draft picks for Christian Dvorak, Darcy Kemper, outstanding job of filling the cupboards. He's been... T- He's done what he's been told to do. But now the next step is, now what happens? Right. You know, how is the scouting staff? What are these players going to look like? What is the development of those players going to look like so that three years from now we're going, yeah, I see it. It's coming. And that's, that's that's the big picture for Bill Armstrong, what he's he's tasked to do over the next few years. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's clearly not beholden to what's gone before him, but those two steps are where the Coyotes have consistently fallen down. Um, on the... On, on occasion, you can say, okay, they made a, a draft pick that was intriguing. If so, they probably failed in the development because they yeah. rushed him to the NHL too soon or whatever other reasons you want to talk about. But they also haven't drafted well in their history. So what they've done here with this organiz- with, with this current incarnation of the organization is they've invested a lot in scouting. Bill Armstrong obviously cut his teeth there. They brought in Daryl Plandowski from Tampa Bay, which, which which organization would you like to emulate more than the Lightning? They brought in Ryan Jankowski. They brought in a bunch of other experienced scouts. They put a lot of resources into scouting. So, yeah, they got to they got to nail these. I mean, even with eight picks, if you nail like three of those guys, PD, that could be a hell of a draft yeah. for you that year. But you have to have success there, and then you have to make sure you develop them the right way. And that's why you know when I'm going back to something we were talking about earlier when you were asking, can any of these players make the roster? Even guys like Barrett Hayton or Victor Soderstrom or Jan Yenik, any of those guys, I'm not sure this is the right place for them this season. If they put them in the NHL situation, I'm not sure that's what's best for their development. So we'll see how they manage that philosophy. Hopefully they, they don't worry about filling a roster spot or pushing a kid to an opportunity too soon. Don't be afraid to overbake these kids and let them develop the right way. And that goes back to what we're talking about, of building a winner at the lower levels. And I think that that's what that American League team needs to do if this franchise is finally going to see that extended success and not just the blip on the radar like like you saw in 2012, where you can see that extended success, you know, a playoff team perennially. That's that's what you're looking for. And, you know, talking about, we've been talking a lot about the future and, you know, developing players, but there's still going to be a team coming out on the ice every <laughs> night for 82 games this year mentally and knowing it's a rebuild, like mentally, how do you show up to the rink every day? What would be the mentality in the locker room? I mean, PD, you've been in the coach's room. How do you, how do you know it's a rebuild and still show up motivated to perform? It's an incredibly hard thing to do. And I've was a part of this team for 23 years and I saw you know, Rick Tockett start that went 1-21, mm. um, where Rick Bonus took over a team and lost 22 straight. Um, the Dave Tippett team, uh, 14-15, <laughs> leading up to the Shut Connor it. McDavid draft. Where, where You knew the Connor McDavid draft. You knew management and ownership wanted to lose. Like, you knew it when you went to the rink. that They wanted Connor McDavid to be a part of this franchise. The coaching room and the coaching philosophy never once, ever, was, you know, we're better off losing tonight or let's try to lose or it's okay to lose. Coaches don't coach that way. And if they do, they're not good coaches. So, you know, Andre Tournier is going to come in here. He's going to try to win. That's what he does. He's paid to win. Um, Is that what's best for the organization? You know, Craig and I will talk about that over the next several months, but he's going to try to win. And it's hard. It's hard when you're not winning. And, and the losses are stacking up. So what what you have to do is you've got to find something else to grab onto. What is that? What's a little win tonight? You know, we're going into Tampa Bay, and we're going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
are you going to come out with two points? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe your goaltender plays outstanding and you get the win. But what is something we can work on as a group? Hey, we're going to spend extra time this week on the power play. So let's let's make that the focus of the game tonight. Let's make that a win. Or, you know, let's generate more offense, whether it's we're going to outshoot this team tonight. I know it sounds corny that we're going to outshoot this team or we're going to try to get those little victories. But if you don't have that kind of motivation and you just look at the standings, you can't get through an 82-game schedule. It's yeah. too hard. You talk about the uh, psychological impact. I wonder, particularly with the younger players, you know, if you're a Jacob Chikrin or a Clayton Keller or even a Nick Schmaltz, and you're looking at the next two seasons realistically seeing, I'm not going to have a chance to win. I wonder how that wears on the mind of a younger player knowing I basically have to push it two years down the road of my career before I might be able to compete. I mean, it, it's still your job in the end. You're still paid to compete every night, show up, but it's always in the back of your mind. And then I also wonder, you know, with 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 one of the things that Andres talked about trying to do this year is establish what the culture is going to be for the Coyotes with this coaching staff, with this management staff going forward. But when you have a bunch of guys coming in that are like on expiring contracts, veterans who've been around and aren't probably aren't going to be here next year, doesn't that make it even harder to establish that culture? When, it, it really does. Yeah. But but again, you're going to look at, I hate to say this, because you don't want to talk about individual success, but this is a huge year for Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Like he... He built the offensive side of his game last year. If he wants to round out that Norris Trophy candidate type of season, there's things of his game he needs to work on. He's got to work on his defending, his rush reads. He can still improve. Individually as a player, he can work on things to get better. And he is going to be a cornerstone of whatever this franchise does going forward. So I think he's got some individual goals he can set to help build that. But I also look at what that coaching staff is going to say day one of training camp. And what Bill Armstrong's going to walk into that room, looking at all these eyes, looking up to him, you're not going to talk about rebuild. You're not going to talk about who's not here. It's going to be us against the world. It's your throwaway players from other organizations. Let's show what you can do. Can you rejuvenate your career? You're going to talk to the young guys that have been a part of this franchise for a while. Hey, this is your chance to step forward and become something else. You know, Clayton Keller, is this your year to break out offensively? So from management and coaching staff, the message is still going to be, let's win and we can do this and we make we can make the playoffs. The one advantage we have here is we look at it through a different lens, you know, sitting on this side of the microphone, and that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous task. We'll talk mm. about this season we're going to look at their move to the central, what the central looks like. Um, we're Tough not going to do division. it today, <laughs> but, but we're going to be realistic about what this team's chances are. And, and I think that's where, you know, Leah, you're going to have to hold some hands of these Coyote fans throughout the year because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And that's where you got to keep reminding yourself there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a purpose for this. This is what we're going to do. And you know what? Let's hold hands and let's do it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope that we can make it through unscathed. I'm not holding Petey's hand. I want to establish <laughs> that right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, Long metaphor. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. If you're catching us on YouTube right now, we want to remind you, you don't have to ever miss a show. All of our uh, live shows, podcasts will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and we want to remind you that it's not just us here at PHNX. There's going to be really successful teams this year, too. I mean, look at the Suns. Um, the Cardinals are look a little bit exciting. Diamondbacks, meh. <laughs> but uh, all those U of A, ASU, all of those uh, teams will have content five days a week um, on the website, gophnx.com, on all those um, podcast networks like I just mentioned. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, at phnx underscore sports. And then Twitter has every specific beat. So if you're looking to diversify your sports consumption and not just, you know, <laughs> us going through rebuild here at Coyotes, um, you can catch a lot of great coverage with the rest of the network. And honestly, that's what it's about. It's about, like, we know that the people that are going to gravitate to this show are hockey fans. But you're on the site. Check it out. Like, that's what builds a sports community. If you're from a, a, a sports town... You follow your sports teams. Follow all the teams, yeah. You know, it's true. I, and I, 
I don't know basketball, and unfortunately, my job kept me away from that sport. They were simultaneous with hockey. I was never able to follow the Suns. I don't know basketball. I barely know the rules. I know the team with the most points wins. You'll be a perfect guest on the Suns show. <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> what I am is I'm a fan, and I and I watched the playoff run, and I, I could tell you the starting lineup. I knew when the games were like, I was excited about that team, not because I knew basketball. But because they wore the sweater of the team I lived in. And that's the community that this channel and this forum and this community brings to all of us. Support your other teams. Like I, I can't wait for the Suns to play again. And I have never watched a basketball game in my life. But it's exciting to me. So that that's the kind of thing that PHNX does. And not only that, like I think we're going to be able to collaborate on other shows because I'm a fan. I want to go sit on the baseball show. I am one of the few. I like to watch baseball. I like having on the, bas- the, the background. <laughs> well, I like the sounds. I like the, I like the sounds of the game. I like yeah, to yeah. watch. I I want to be a part of that. Again, I don't know the inner workings. I don't understand should they take the picture in or out, but I just want to be a part of it. So I, I think that that collaboration here at PHNX, I, I hope you can hear the excitement because I thoroughly am excited about this. Like this, It's a cool bunch of people here that have so much experience covering the sports that they cover. I can't wait to learn. I, I've got a meeting after this. I'm going to learn more about sports gaming because I'm a little naive. So I've got a session. I'm going to learn. And I know it's incredibly easy. And I know the, the app is incredibly easy. But I want to be able to, to communicate it. And people here at PHNX, they just want to help. Like it's, it's friends. It's family. And I hope that that comes through when we talk to the fans that they see. We're just fans that love the sports community here in Arizona. I hope it comes through. I just love I love, love the way we're, we're covering this team just across all mediums. It's, again, it, and I know we keep saying this, and it sounds just like a marketing line, but listen, I've covered the Coyotes for two-plus decades. I've never seen anything like this, uh, this sort of comprehensive coverage of a team. I also think it comes, going back to what you said earlier about, you know, the ability to see all the, get coverage of all these teams, it occurs at a really good time in this market, in my opinion. When I moved here, it was still a lot of transients coming from other cities. They still root for their teams. And, you know, they're still that old guard that that sticks by their old teams. But you've had a generation now that has grown up on the teams in this city. All of these teams have been here long enough to establish their own fan bases. So it's a really cool time for us to speak to those fans and, and give them the sorts of content that, that they deserve. Yeah, you know what? And I'm not naive enough to know, like, I'm from Minnesota. When the Vikings are playing... You know, I get it. Like I, I, I've, I'm gonna put up the purple and gold. I get it. But the rest on that of the, hat. but yeah, I'll have my the horns, horns on. I've got them. <laughs> but the rest of the year, it's red and white. And and I think that's okay. That's okay. Like we get it. We we're trying to develop that for the youth here in Arizona. My son wears a Suns jersey. That's the generation. Okay, he can be a an Arizona fan. But I'm still a Minnesota kid, so I'm gonna root for my hometown teams that one night a year when they're playing here. And you know what? That's okay. We're still going to be here, and we're still going to talk about the Coyotes. You know, when Leah's Toronto Maple Leafs come to town, we're still going to be here to talk about the Coyotes. And so I think, I think it, Craig's right. We want to build that community. We want that pride of the Valley. And I think this, honestly, click on the site, gophnx.com, and explore the other sports. Find out. Get interested. Listen to the other shows and podcasts. People are live. There's a lot of information here. Learn about it. Take pride in what you're doing here. And we're not just going to be covering Coyotes. We're also going to be doing some ASU coverage as yes. well. I know Craig's really excited about I that. I am. And it, it, you look at, speaking of timing, ASU is going to move it into its new arena in another season. They're playing their last season at Oceanside Ice Arena in Tempe, which is, you know. The worst place it, I've ever let's been. Let's say it has character. Yeah. Wear a it's, coat. A yeah, warm wear, coat. Yeah, it's wear a cold place. Yeah, uh, some That's crazy hot. stories, and by the gloves. way, when the Coyotes used to practice there with the yeah, uneven ice. Uneven ice. Working out in the, in the oh, parking or, lot. Or you do the puck too high and it hits the ceiling and they have right. to blow the whistle. Right. Like, that right. shouldn't be happening. So, and, and as many of my readers, listeners know already, I got to do a virtual tour of the new arena at ASU. It's amazing. It's going to be such a boon for that team when they move in there. But listen, Greg Powers has already done an unbelievable job with that program getting them, I think, a lot farther than people imagine they'd be at that this stage of their development and playing in Oceanside Ice Arenas. Because when you pull up as a recruit and see the the dirt lot in front of Oceanside and the pot, <laughs> potholes in the parking lot, it's not an attractive arena for recruits. 
And somehow he still put out these incredibly competitive teams. When they move in there as the only warm weather program in Division One, man, I just I don't see anything holding that team back. And now they've got NHL blood rolling through there and Jackson Niedermeyer and, and Josh Doan. They've done an unbelievable job. It's re- going to be really interesting to see what happens with ASU. Yeah, that's a college recruiter's seasons. dream. It really Having is. This weather, that arena, and you put a few wins on the board, and you've got a locker room. They go, you can look around and see draft picks. You go, like, this is a slam dunk. Like, yep. Houghton, Michigan, or Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> right. Like, I, exactly. I, I don't know. Like, so I'm excited. Or North to watch Dakota. Them too. Just hey, saying, hey, buddy. Easy. Yeah. You guys probably don't know PD's a, a North Dakota alum. He backed up Eddie Belfort. Yeah, it, so I played college hockey is a, is a bit of a stretch. I did attend the team. They let me wear the jersey and the team photos. <laughs> Playing, eh, I opened the door a lot, which was cool back in college. Back then, the goalies didn't wear helmets, so I got to skate around with my 1980s perm. Mullet. Oh, God. <laughs> I would pay to see <laughs> a photo so of that. Well, we got to get that out I'll on our channel. I'll be hunting channels. that one down the right Kirk Cameron, trust me. The Kirk Cameron perm mullet? You guys didn't have that? that nope. could be, hey, that could be your new Just Twitter buddy, avatar. Buddy. It's <laughs> perfect. No, and, and, and so I went in as a freshman. True story. I went in as a freshman, and the goalie at the other end, end of the ice is Eddie Belfour. And I said, well, I, I my technique, I was a stand-up goalie. I said, I, I want to beat this guy out. He's flopping around. He didn't look... And for those of you that don't know, Eddie Belfour is a Hall of Fame goalie, finished the NHL career with fourth all-time in wins in the league, and I'm sitting here behind a microphone. So you tell me. I think it worked out just fine for Eddie. We won't feel bad for him. Former Blackhawk. But other thing, Craig, is what are some things? We talk about the arena and ASU getting a new arena. One of the things this show is going to talk about, not today, today's not the day, but I know the Coyotes Arena has been a hot topic. You've written about it at length. Um, there the are some other years. things we're going to talk about yep. during the year. What are there some things that you can see over the next six, seven months that's going to happen on this show? Well, the arena is definitely going to be something to watch. I don't know how long it's going to take the city of Tempe to get through that whole process. They said several months, so I wouldn't expect anything soon. But as we know, the, the Coyotes are the only team that put in a bid to develop that land into a mixed-use and arena site. So if they like what they see from the Coyotes, if it gets public approval, there are, as we know, going through this process in the past, there are a lot of hurdles to cross before you, you cross the finish line. But that's that's something to watch, obviously. that That is a critical piece of the Coyote success in the Valley. It has been for a very long time. It's hurt them being out in Glendale. There's just no other way to parse that. So if they can get that done, that would... In my mind, you know, that that's the final piece. You, you have an ownership group that's committed to this area. Alex Morello obviously has the sports betting license, one of professional owners that, that got it. I think there are only 10 in the state. So there's huge revenue potential for him. And he's really set up shop here. He's, like, bought homes for all of his kids here. He really has set up shop. The Coyotes aren't going anywhere, folks. It's just how do they, how do they bridge that gap if they get the Tempe Arena built and and. and you know, God forbid, if they don't get it built, then what? Because then you're back to square one. So that's going to be a big story that we're watching. But we're also going to be, you know, talking a lot about the future. We're going to watch the development of those prospects down in Tucson or back in juniors or at ASU with Josh Doan. We'll be focusing probably more on those kids than a lot of the kids or a lot of the players on the Coyotes because, as we mentioned earlier, none of those players won't be back after this season. Yeah, yeah and I'm looking forward to one of the things that we talk about this team and what I'm looking forward to following during the year, there's a lot of players that have been counted out. Louis yeah. Erickson, Andrew Ladd. What What is their career going to look like? What What trajectory is it going to take here with Arizona? Yeah. Is it going to be a rejuvenation? Is it going to be, hey, I'm going to show you. You know, there's injuries that they have to overcome. And, and I think that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm really excited to see the new coach. Um, mm-hmm. We talked earlier about Hive been inside the room with all of these different coaching styles and philosophies and everybody tries to put their stamp on a team i'm excited to see what he brings and i know he's a i don't call him a player's coach that's not fair but he he builds from putting people together relationships yeah Yeah, relationship builder i I guess that's what you said in in your writing so i'm i i hope at some point i get to sit down and have a cup of coffee and just talk about hockey with him um because I, i i I'm curious to see what direction he's going to go with this and how how you do mold a team thinking three, four years out. So for me, those are the two of the biggest storylines I want to follow. And, and as a fan, I want to see how those things progress because if 
the season starts out poorly and they have some losses, a coach can't get angry and slam doors and throw garbage cans. You can't. So I, I'm curious to see how his reaction is going to be and what tools and things he's going to use to build that group up and yeah. propel them into the future. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, that's someone we could potentially have as a guest down the line. Um, just to let everyone know what you could expect from our show in the next few months. I mean, we're going to have interviews with players, management, former players. We have an interview lined up in the next week. Um, and obviously a lot has happened this offseason. The Coyotes roster, <laughs> as of a few months ago, is not the same as today. So we have a lot of stuff to kind of look back on, look at how that's going to impact the future. And that's sort of the stuff we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks as we lead up to opening day in October. Yeah, I, I, I think we can do some fun things with that. Um, like, like I mentioned on the show earlier, we have a graphics department here. So we can do fun things with graphics that I could never do because I didn't have the talent for that. So I basically give someone an idea and they make it happen. It's, that's, that's my talent, just coming up with an idea. Yeah, it's just going to be fun to talk one. hockey. And I hope... Yeah. I really hope that the hockey community, I get it. Today's a strange day. Like this, we tweeted the heck out of this to everybody, and there's, you know, signing up and finding places. Once they find this community, please tell people that we're here and we just want to talk about hockey. And, it, and it's funny, talking hockey, because I'm going to throw this out there, because you're going to the rink. Yes, right after this. Yeah, so that's your first official PHNX mic. You're representing, you're live at the rink with well, PHNX. PH, I don't think I have Well, a we need yet. one. Yeah. Gotta get we can one. make you one. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Will it actually work or will it just be a toy? A uh, so that's your, you know. my first gig, my first live PHNX responsibility in the hockey community is I'm going to an adult league hockey game tonight for my son Jackson. His, his debut in adult league hockey. And I don't call it beer league. I don't call it beer league because at 53, any sport you watch with a beer is beer league. So the NHL is beer league to me. Major League Baseball is definitely a beer league. So I, I'm excited to to represent PHNX at the Ice Den tonight, and I'll be uh, you'll be live tweeting. I, yeah, you should. Live you know tweet. what? I might live tweet. Bank, bank us some interviews. <laughs> Somebody have to tell me how to do that. But <laughs> I can, can I quote tweet that? Is that a quote? Thing? I don't know. I'm working on. He's still I'm trying. He's he's working. I'm trying. On. <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you. You're doing fantastic. Well, like I said, there's so much coming up. Um, we got another show tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Um, so you can catch us live. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, I mean, I'm really excited. Thank you both so much for, you know, bringing me on into this. It'll be a fascinating journey for me, I'm sure, with you two. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've made it fun so far, so I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Thanks for driving the bus, Leah. We're going to need that. <laughs> thanks, Leah. A lot of fun. Yeah, no worries. Well, we'll see everybody tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And thanks so much for tuning in to our first show.